Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien. It's day 1,463 since we came back on the air. Any news? Susa, our first permanent resident over at Amoria, has been working with our semi-feral pack of dogs and has really had a big effect on them. For anybody who might not remember, Susa is an animal trainer. They have this wonderful horse named Peanut Butter, and they're working with the dogs to make them part of our security system against the zombies at the community. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Super duper. Okay, Max, what's up? You were morose for weeks because nobody would move in and say they were going to stay for the duration at Amoria. And now that you finally have your first long-term resident, you're still morose. You don't get to have it both ways. Sorry, I don't mean to be this way. I am excited that Sousa is here. But I have mixed feelings about those dogs being trained. Why? They're doing great. Sousa started by teaching some of the bigger ones a behavior called target. That's where the trainer provides something like maybe their hand or a ball at the end of a pole or something. And the animal puts their nose on it. When they do that, they get a treat. They said it's the basis for teaching them all kinds of things. Once you establish the relationship between behavior and reward, then you can get new behaviors much more easily. That's right. Training an animal really consists of three things. A cue, which might be a hand signal or a verbal request, or in some cases both. A bridge. And the reward. Another really important aspect of the process is that everything be voluntary for the animal. And everything has to use positive reinforcement. Punishment is never a good way to train an animal. So the way it works is for the trainer to give the cue. And then the animal can decide if it wants to do the behavior or not. If it doesn't, then the trainer might ask again. Or might just move on to something else. But if the animal does do the behavior, then there needs to be a bridge. This can be a whistle, a clicker, or just a verbal acknowledgement like good. Once this happens, the animal will know that it has accomplished the behavior successfully and that the reward is coming. And that's all great. I'm glad the dogs are being treated well during the training process. But look, from time to time on this broadcast, we talk about the moral conundrum we face in regards to the zombies. On the one hand, they're terrible. They've killed our friends and families, taken our way of life from us, and created a stressful and terrifying reality that we all live in. But on the other hand, we can't deny that there have been changes to our social structure and to the environment that are definitely positive. In an ideal world, we would have gotten to these changes without having to go through the entire zombie apocalypse, but we didn't. And that's not how we got to where we are today. What's any of that got to do with the dogs? The way I see it, everything good that's happened since the zombies came is the result of things becoming less technologically civilized and more, well... Wild. Those dogs were semi-feral. There was enough domestication left in them for them to still be cute and playful and a joy to have around. But there was a wildness in them that hadn't been there before. And watching them enjoy that level of freedom was really nice. I think I see where you're coming from. But I think you need to remember that dogs are still dangerous, even when fully domesticated. We've gotten along with them all this time because they were able to find enough food for themselves. And sometimes we helped with that. But if they got hungry enough, they might become a threat themselves. We've already spotted wolves in the area. We don't need to start having to worry about Mitzi and her puppies, too. I get all that. 
And I get that the training will help Amoria too. Intellectually, I can accept that what's happening is absolutely necessary and an overall benefit. But emotionally, I'm in a bit of a grieving period. It's okay, Max. Change is hard. Think about it like this. You can go play with them anytime you want to now. And I don't think Seuss is going to try to move them permanently out of the old pet store. They say they're doing really well there, and that the place is comfortable and familiar to them. They'll just be picking up some extra responsibility over at Amoria sometimes. That's all. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, I think it's time for us to sign off for today. Okay, Gloomy Gus. Listeners, we'll try to cheer Max up for tomorrow. Until then, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark, Agnes Drew, and Max O'Brien for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.